Lord, have mercy. For you are holy, our God, and you give glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. And unto ages of ages. Amen. Ton stavron su proskin omen vespota ketinai St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, since we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted 
just as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. As one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called by God just like Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Peace be to you, the reader. According to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. The Lord said, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit the man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. Of the gospel. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. Please be seated.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In the city of Asuncion, it's Paraguay, a landfill was established in 1984 and given a name, Cateura. The villagers who live in this area are desperately poor, but from these dark conditions, something brilliant has emerged, an orchestra. Dubbed the Recycled Orchestra of Cateora, formed in 2002, the people there have transformed, literally, the garbage the world sends them into beautiful music. Violins are made from oil cans and bent forks, saxophones from drain pipes and bottle caps, and cellos from tin drums and pasta rollers. If you want more information, you can see the documentary Landfill Harmonic. Truly something miraculous. The people around the Katera landfill have been changed, and their music has changed many in the world who have heard their music and their story. Violins from landfills, music from refuse, beauty from ugliness, hope from despair, life from death. Is this not what God has done for the world in Jesus Christ, our crucified Savior? Indeed, as a hymn from Vespers last night said, concerning this very auspicious day on which we bow down before the cross of our Redeemer, through you, O cross of the Lord, have the bitter tears and the sorrow now disappeared. We have been rescued from the traps and from the snares of death. And again, another hymn from this morning. All merciful Lord, who showed the instrument of mortality, your cross, to be the workshop of life, sanctify us who venerate your cross. Take as an example the famous story of Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Suffering as he was under the brutal conditions in the Soviet communist prison camps, one day Solzhenitsyn was ready to give it all up. Life had lost any meaning for him in that torturous gulag, beaten and driven to exhaustion and despair day after day after day with no hope in sight. So he sat down, he set down his shovel, and in his despondency, he was seeking to end it all. Suddenly, a fellow prisoner came and sat down next to him. They were not allowed, of course, to talk, but no words were necessary. The man took a stick and made the sign of the cross in the dirt floor by Alexander's feet. And it was just what Solzhenitsyn needed at that very moment. The cross reminded him of God's love for him and the world, of Christ's triumph over evil, and the transformation accomplished through it of death into life. Gazing at that cross marked in the earth, Alexander took courage, took up his shovel, 
and continued on. This is why today, brothers and sisters, we surround the precious and life-giving cross with beautiful flowers. It is quite the paradox, of course, when you think about it. Why decorate an instrument of execution? Why venerate and kiss a torture device? It is because through that cross, the ultimate victory was accomplished. Through the cross, death was annihilated. Through the cross, eternal life has sprouted. It is because the cross of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has transformed weakness into power, ugliness into beauty, defeat into victory, and the stench of sin into the fragrance of forgiveness. Another hymn's, another hymn puts it like this. On this day, the tree anointed with life, the cross of Christ, fills all things with the perfume of divine grace. Let us smell its God-given fragrance, venerating it with faith unto the ages. And the prophet Isaiah attests to the great transformative power of God when he writes, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and produce flowers, for waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs with water. Chapter 35. And again later on in chapter 61, Isaiah prophetically sees Christ, the Messiah, saying, I will turn weeping into comfort, ashes into beauty, mourning into the oil of joy, a spirit of heaviness into a garment of praise. The director of that recycled orchestra of Katera was quoted as saying this, the world sends us garbage, we send back music. And through the power of the cross, we can do the same. Whatever the world hurls at us, whatever life has in store and will bring, difficulties, sorrows, frustrations, pain, sadness, sin, all of these can be transfigured by the power of the cross and by willingly taking up our cross in imitation of our Lord. As St. Paul told us this morning in Hebrews, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. The throne of our King is the cross itself. This is the throne of grace we must draw near to in times of need, for from it proceed mercy and grace. And let us not forget that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses, who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. On this day then, brothers and sisters, marking ourselves frequently with the sign of the cross, bowing down in humble veneration before the throne of our King, 
and drawing near to his throne of grace. Let us receive mercy. Let us take courage to continue our spiritual struggle for the sake of the kingdom of God. Of course, our ultimate purpose and goal in life. And let us transform the ugly cacophony of the outside world into an inner symphony of beauty by the transfiguring power of the cross, knowing that the cross of the Lord has made all things new. To Christ our God, who shed his blood on the life-giving tree for our salvation, be the power and the glory to the ages of ages. Amen.